Hi, everybody. Welcome to the PT Podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindell, Texas. I am your host, PT, with my podcasting partners. I'm I'm super stoked about today, and I want to make I want to make sure that I've got my sound effects ready because I've got some fun stuff for you today. First of all, I'm joined with the bald beauty himself, Steve Howard. Hi, Steve. Hey, y'all. What a stud. <laughs> He's the bald. He's the bald beauty. He's the bald beauty. All right. <laughs> Not a diva. No, he's a stud. He's a stud, which is why we use this one right here. That's right. This is stud. All right. Yes. You'll resemble that. You'll take that. Yeah, you resemble that. I'm so glad that you resemble that. All right, and you know him, you love him, the one and only, the Irishman Todd Bergen. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like I'm up by the rooster crowing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Might have had a different term in mind when I used that one, but the the cock the roost or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Gamecock, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Uh, But Todd, the Irishman Bergen, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Good, rock on. And the fact that this right here, Represents C3, C3 Serenity, Serenity Farm. Farm. Yeah. Yay. Nice. We, we all say this together. C3, C3 Serenity, Serenity Farm. Isn't that so beautiful? Isn't it's it? So, so, yeah, it is. It just it rolls is. off the tongue. So I bet you're wondering because, you know, we don't usually have, I, I say we don't usually. We, the last two weeks we've had an incredible lady, Alexis Garland, with us from Ray's Ministry. Unfortunately, this morning I got the, the text that she wasn't feeling good. Yeah, that's right. It kind of stinks. She wasn't feeling good. So um, Alexis could not be with us today. So I I punted and I I called one of the best people I know. Uh, She's in the hot seat. She's making her podcasting debut today. It's our wonderful and incredible youth pastor, Wildfire Youth Ministry here at C3 Lindell. She's an author, extremely talented singer. We are incredibly honored to have her today on the podcast, Joanna Voiles. Hey, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. How are you doing? Oh, well, you, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You should blush. That's our live audience. You should blush. You should. You absolutely Thank you. should blush. Thank you so much That's to everyone. Thank you. World peace. Yes. <laughs> world peace. As Joanna like comes puppies, down the runway. And I want world peace. <laughs> Oh yes, she's doing her <laughs> cut tan wave right now. The cut tan wave. That's right. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Oh Wipe my god! Blow a kiss. All right. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so I had a birthday this week. Um, Tuesday was my birthday. Whoop, Happy whoop. birthday! Happy Jim. birthday yeah. to you! I am not and a birthday we fan. We are gonna party tonight, right? Tonight, yeah. tonight. I've been partying all week, man. Where oh. you been? It's his birthday month. Yeah. It's, it's the whole month. We don't just have you get a the birthday. Whole month? We have a whole oh, month. That's what my wife yeah, has. Oh, yeah. I'm suicidal month all month long. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, no, okay. So let me, I got I to gotta fill you in. So the day started great. It was wonderful. I went and had uh, breakfast and had discipleship breakfast with one of my buddies and then uh, went and spent the day with Cheryl, which is, yeah, 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 it's great, wonderful. Um, and uh-huh. so at the end of it, we come home and she's tired. She wants to go to sleep. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the church. And sometimes on Facebook Live, I'll do some, you know, playing and and do yes. a, I call random. it live and random. That's I right. love your live and randoms. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I was on my way to do that. And uh, in between where I live and Lindale, where we do the podcast, and this is the church that I come to when I do the live casts, usually. Um, uh, I'm, I'm traveling this road 16, and 16 is notoriously bad for all sorts of wildland creatures, like <laughs> feral hogs, um, 
you know, hideaway residents, you know, those kind of people. I know, right? <laughs> They're the worst. They're always walking out in front of you. Drive you crazy. So, and, it's, and it's rather curvy. So I'm, I'm passing a place called YWAM and I'm, I'm taking a turn to do a curve there and another curve. And when I pass probably the final curve before a nice long straightaway, um, I, I, I see a horned monster called a deer in the middle of the road. The stupid thing is just in my road. This is their world. We just live in it, by the way. This is not, they, they don't know it's a road. I know it's a road, but the mm-hmm. thing's stupid. Yeah. Okay, now, I see it. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling off the side of the road a little bit, and it's it's a little uneven, but it's, I can, you know, I'm a good driver. I'm pretty good. You know, really? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I can. I yeah. can speed with the rest of them, dude. I'm good. I drove in Dallas. <laughs> if yep. I could survive Dallas, I could survive anywhere. Amen. So That's I'm. Right. I'm pulling over to the right, and as I'm pulling over to the right, I'm thinking, okay, I got this thing done. I've. I've got it down. I don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, I'm going to miss him. And as soon as I pull off to the road, that stupid deer jumps right in front. I mean, he like runs in front of my car, and wham, just hits me. Um, and it hits the front of my car, and and the, it's not the wreck that hurt. It's the freaking airbags. That mm-hmm. that deployed mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. on my birthday, man. Now here's the here's the question. I if there is a particular husband that's listening to this podcast, I'm going to <laughs> venture a, a guess, and I know why they spend thousands of dollars on on camps and 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 trying to hunt these deer. But dude, they'll jump out in front of your car for free. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You can hit one with your car and have meat in your freezer. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't get to take it home. You don't get to take oh, it home. Oh, yeah. You don't. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I talked to a meat processor, and he, he says he gets them sometimes. And says, I shot the deer, and I said, well, usually there's a hole in them, and there's not broken <laughs> That's why you shoot the deer after you're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You shot the deer with glass? That's amazing. <laughs> no, what you do is What you, kind of gun is that? You say, first of all, we got in a fight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He and, looked at me wrong, made me mad. Yep. Exactly. I beat the crap out of him. I beat the <laughs> out of him. <laughs> and and then I shot him. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's how that works. Anyways, I don't know if you've seen those videos where those deer I mean, they'll go frantic on your butt. They'll sit there and oh, you know, yeah. beat the snot out of you. So anyways, that was my birthday. I went to the ER. I had a one ninety five over one twenty five blood pressure. Mm. I, I, Seems and, a little high. Well, the reason why. Okay, and I'm you know, I speak ill of no person usually unless I'm just really ticked off with them, and I'm really ticked off with progressive at this point. So we're on the telephone. I'm I'm in a wreck, dude. I'm the the the, the airbags have deployed. My shoulders on fire, man. Like oh. that thing is hit you, and the it caught the, the safety belt catches, and you're I have a big old strap down my arm uh-huh. here. Mm. Um, and so I'm on the phone uh, with or with progressive because I'm trying to get a tow. And yeah. the toe is, um, well, yeah, I buzzed. I'm sorry, folks. I don't know if you heard the buzz, but my phone buzzed. Somebody's walking out of my house. Um, so the, the, I'm on the phone with Progressive, and I'm trying to get a toe, and they're trying to figure out whether or not I have coverage for a toe from a wreck. Now, I have full comprehensive. I have full collision. I have all that stuff. But they don't know if I have emergency roadside assistance. It's on your? On the insurance. They can see the, on your the, declaration page if it says you have it, you have it. Yeah, but that's the problem. Comprehensive and collision, but it doesn't cover roadside. No, even though see what? that's 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 stupid. You have to. It's a it's an additional coverage. It's stupid. It is. That's stupid. That's terrible. That's a, that's yeah. I'm paying over eight hundred dollars a month. Agent, make sure they get you have everything you need. Eight hundred dollars a month. Oh, I just you call Liberty. I, I just had heart palpitations. Yeah, well, Seriously? just you just wait until Stacy starts driving. You got Gracie and oh, Stacy on your. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy. So, don't talk dirty to me like that. I'm, that's rude. I'm just saying. Just, 
So the, an hour and a half later. Roadside assistance doesn't cost hardly anything. Well, I know, but we, we, we added in a hurry. In. We added in a hurry and we didn't have rental insurance either. So it didn't cover rental and it didn't cover roadside assistance. So they actually had to go through a whole rigmarole with some people trying to get us a tow out there, even though, you know, whatnot. Uh, I think I think at the end of y'all it, did I, have roadside assistance. I, I, right? I'm pretty sure we did. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, we got the tow out there. They towed it to it was a company here in Lindale. Mm-hmm. Um, next morning, I wake up. I'm not kidding. This is this is how stupid this gets. Next morning, because it took him an hour and a half. I'm in the I'm in the ambulance, and my wife is still on my phone in her car, trying to make sure that it's getting a tow. We leave our key fob in the car, oh, waiting no. for the tow truck. To get there because we don't we, we're on our way to the ambulance. There's no mm-hmm. way we're waiting three right. hours to get right. there for the tow truck to get there. Yeah. Okay. So I get a call in the morning and it's the the the, the claims person and she's like, um, uh, so did the tow truck ever arrive? And I go, I don't know. I was in the ER. I was getting a CAT mm-hmm. scan and X-rays. And she goes, Oh, well, let me do a couple calls. And let me call you back. So she calls me back probably about thirty minutes. Uh huh. And she's on with the tow authority. And they don't know where my car is at. Oh what? my! They have no idea. the the tow The tow people, the tow authority, had no record of the tow from that place to the the company. Whoa! Oh my gosh! That's crazy. That seems good. Yeah, and I'm like, not. That's comforting. So my car could have been there for 24 or 15 hours. You know, you do have comprehensive with coverage. The Count comprehensive. Yes, I do. That would fall underneath. That. <laughs> so f- 15 hours, and my car could have been waiting right there in a rural area with a key fob in on uh-huh, the floor mat. Uh-huh. I wish I'd known that I'd stole it. I, he might as well have a sign that says "Come and take me." Yeah, right? well, just come I, get it. I don't. I don't. I I, anyways, so I that that happened. We figured out I got a low jack on my on my phone so I can locate yeah all that stuff. So yeah. I went to my locate yeah. my car and checked it out and was like, oh okay, it's at P and O, and I'll let them stew in it for a little couple minutes, you know, before I called them <laughs> and told them, yeah, it's a P and O, it's all good. So, um, anyways, that uh, that was my that was my birthday. That was um, happy birthday to you. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah, well, you don't sing. You're not allowed dear. to sing. Good talk. Joanna and Steve could sing. Oh, oh, oh. No, I, I love you, man, yeah, but you I'm did it on Sunday, and, and I was quite frightened. All right, so. Um, but you I'm, still <laughs> keep, keep making a joyful noise to the Lord. That's right. It's, it's right. what it's all about. about. The Lord knows my voice. It, you yes. make a joyful noise, just not on the microphone. That's it. Mm. Yeah. You're allowed well, to make a joy. You can make other noises. I know you can. For any audience out there that could help me sing, <laughs> learn to sing. I don't know if that person exists. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Maybe gosh. can help. Lord, I need your help. Man. Mm. 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 Just know it's a joyful noise to the Lord. Steve? All right. So um, the next thing that we did was uh, Thursday, I'm recording a new song at Rosewood Studios, which is. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal, man. Leanne Rhymes. Uh, who's this dude that's going to be at, at TXM? Um What's his name? He's a on big Saturday. country artist. Yeah, on Saturday. What's his name? Um, Aaron. Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at TXM. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually plugging. I'm, yeah, they haven't paid me to do this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going to help, help my brother out. Yeah. Um, TXM, Lindale is having a big old concert on Saturday night. Cool. And Aaron Watson is going to be there, but he recorded 
at, at Rosewood. Um, all right. Yeah, nice. man. Uh, I hope all the audience is listening to it on Friday. I need to go so record they know it. On Saturday, there's Rosewood. a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, it, if not, if you're then they're listening late. to this after Saturday, then you've missed the show. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you had a problem. So, sorry. Did that. That was exciting. Um, that was fun to be in a studio like that and, and recording and, and some great guys there and uh, with a, a great writer, Tim Schlesner. They just absolutely he's he's incredible i don't know if you guys have ever heard him or heard any of his stuff or read any of his stuff but it's really good you can go check him out on facebook and look at some of his stuff so when can we hear this wonderful when it's finished when it's finished oh my god i'll I'll play it we'll have a big we'll we'll have a big reveal or something like that when that happens is it today uh uh, no no it is not today no No, it's not today no no okay so i'm dying to know mr man what give me no todd what is the Big news on C3 Serenity Farm. Oh, oh, I want to hear. Oh, yes. oh, 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 like, what are we doing? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, Give me an update, Brosif. Well, this weekend, we are going to be breaking ground. Ooh. How exciting is that? That's awesome. Yes, we'll be doing some, yes, we will do mm. some wonderful things with the ground. Okay. Yeah. Yes. May all, the, all right. may all the fairies come down and sprinkle their magic dust. It's beautiful. Dust. Yes. I can already I can already envision it. I can too. I, so yes, you can. Probably little, better than me. Little plug for the neighbor next yeah. door. He loaned us his disc machine for our tractor. Oh, very cool, wow. man. Very yeah. nice. Very right. nice. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, Ronnie. I don't know if Where he listens to this at all, but we're gonna. Well, I'll, I'll have to show have to him, tell him how him. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll help him with that. Cool. I think he's still got a flip phone. So no, we're, we're 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 celebrating the contract signing and contract the uh, signing. and the and the groundbreaking and that'll be Sunday. Sunday, yes. Sunday. We got any work days or anything like that coming up? Uh, the following what is the third of October? I believe we're doing a work day party. Cool, oh, fun. And I'm trying to figure out if we can pull off a little barbecue. That would be Ooh. cool. I need to get a barbecue back. Steve is a grill nice. master. Oh, is he? No, y- yes, he is. My man. wife is a grill master. No, I have to lay my card down. She is really? amazing. Yes, I'll, I'll take that any day. Anyways, Lorraine, I'm also I, trying to get the greenhouse. She, she oh yeah, but they're back ordered yeah. on the one I want, and even the next one down. If I tried to downgrade it a little bit, but I didn't want to do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't downgrade, no. man. You get what know, you pay right? for. I know. Yeah. So get I, what you want. I did find somebody who has it, but they want like twice as much. In fact, I just got the bid today. It was like ten grand. Ooh, and I oh went, my gosh! Lord have mercy. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we're not right. doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. No. Well, that's the way that you could support guys if you're listening to this thing and you hear uh, Todd talking about a work day. You can come out and check us out on at C3 Lindale or soon, coming soon, C3 Serenity Farm Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, and you can find out all the details about the work day and all that good stuff on those pages. Or, you know what? We might even post something on the PT Podcast site just so the people that are listening can figure out how to get involved. And how to uh, come to the work day if they want to come out and have some fun with us that day. Have some barbecue. Maybe I can get yes. Lorraine out there to cook for us. There you go. She's amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I bet she is. Sounds great. I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know, I eat well. My wife can cook. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, um, Joanna, can you cook? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're sweet. I have a lot of talents. Cooking is not one of those talents. Oh. Kind of like me with singing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a good cook either. I'm 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 not ashamed of it. My family eats well because of my husband. So bless his he's heart. He's taught me a few things. Now I can vouch for that. I yes. have I have my staples, but uh, when when he gets inspired and he gets in the kitchen, magic happens. It's amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it's good. it. Well, all right. So now we're going to get into some 
some uh, uh, of the topic that we're talking about today. And, I, and I'm not going to lie to you. This is a hot button topic for me. I'm pretty pretty fired up about this stuff. Um, oh, wow. We're going to go to to the Bible verses first, though. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you're there, uh, get there. If you're not there, then get there. And we're going to go right to verse 12. Um, he's talking about gifts of the Spirit and things like that um, uh, in the first half of this thing. But he gets into this diatribe about um, body. And he says in verse 12, for just as the body, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, it says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body through, though many are one body. So it is with, so it is with Christ for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves are free and all were made to drink of one spirit for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Or the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which are, which I think is funny, which are more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. But there may, that there be no, no, I can't even talk today, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Okay. So then I'm going to turn right over to Ephesians chapter, um, I think it's one. Yeah, it's what it is. Ephesians chapter one. We're going to start with verse 22. And it says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body and the fullness of him who fills it all in all. So really short thing of saying that the Christ is the head and we are the body. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody following what he said, say yes. yes. So if you read 1 Corinthians 12, you, you realize that we're talking about ears and eyes and things like that you could, you could sum it up as denominations, I guess. You could say church of Christ can't look at the Baptist and go, we have no need of you, mm -mm. even though they may. Hmm. And the Assembly of God can't look at, you know, um, the independents and go, well, we don't, you know, because you're non-denominational, we have no need of you. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it kind of looks a little bit like that. It's kind of scattered, yeah. and we don't necessarily classify ourselves as one group of people. Yeah, We, we, we have this kind of a, I hate to say, but a competition between churches. It's who can get the most people. Whoever gets the most people wins, and it becomes a numbers game. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But our approach mm -hmm. to church, the, those that are general, in, involved with church, has become really consumeristic and incredibly flaky. And I, I've been mm -hmm. in this thing since I was really, really young. And mm -hmm. I'm saying that right now, this day, today, right now, is probably the most flaky I have seen people um, when it comes to commitment in church, it's oh, yeah. very hard and difficult to get any kind of commitment to a local body. Yes, and Agreed. unless unless you have everything that they want to see um, when they walk through the door, it's mm. all about them, and it's not necessarily about serving. It's about what I can get. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, unless what were you saying? Go ahead. Being served. Being being served. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's in it for me? 
mm-hmm. me, me and mine. Um, when I walk in the door, did they look at me right? Um, and when I walk in the door, do they have have okay. a place where I could drop off my kids and shirk my responsibilities? Um, oh, I said that. I'm sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Um, wow. Yeah, the shots fired. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'd like to delegate my teaching authority to you know the, the youth pastor, the kids pastor, or the pastor. I don't want to teach my kids. I want to you know. Although I know that not everybody feels that way. And if no. you're listening to this and you feel attacked, I don't want you to feel attacked. I want you to understand mm-hmm. that if the first thing that's on your mind when you walk through the door is you and yours then you might have a perspective problem um, and might be contributing to the problems that lie deeper within the body of Christ right now. When it becomes self-servient and starts you know, soaking stuff up instead mm-hmm. of giving and serving, then it doesn't become a body. I'm not flowing to the joints. I'm not flowing to the body. I'm not producing health to the marrow and all the good stuff that happens within the body. I'm, I'm literally cutting myself off and saying that you have to serve me and that's a problem. Um, so unless you understand deeply what the church actually is, it's going to be difficult to be as effective in what the Bible identifies as the ecclesia, which is the Greek word for the assembly. Mm-hmm. So, but saying those things, I, for me, it's easy to say those things because I've been in this thing for good grief. And I know some of y'all have too but um maybe you haven't what, what do you think church is todd what do you what do you got what do you think it is well i mean obviously you know every sunday you go to the building and then and it's called it, a, it's a building yeah i mean it's a church and so i would like to think that that's where everybody gathers okay and then they do their worship thing but what's the worship that well we talked about that a couple of weeks ago yeah. worship yeah you kind of set me a little different there but, yeah so i guess it's not all about the singing. No, 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 it can't be. But it's something like that. Something. Yeah, something like I that. I mean, you got to have the singing thing, right? You have to have it. <laughs> well, that's definitely an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's... That's what you think. Do you guys agree? Yeah, no, I don't. But what, what do you think? What do you think, Steve? Well, um, I believe that, you know, Jesus said, on this rock I'll build my church when he was talking to Peter. And what he was talking about is his church as in... Like, like you just spoke about his body, his, his bride, you know, and, and that, which includes all the dominant denominations who believe in Jesus and who are, are wanting to win people to the Lord. But what they had at churches in the, in that time was, was when they would gather, they would gather in houses. Anytime you have an assembly together, that would be a church. Um, but usually whenever you want to invite somebody to come to your church, you, you're inviting them to the building, but that's not the church. We are the church. If we're, if we're believers, we are, we are the church. Well, and how's that built on a rock? I don't know. Carefully. Uh, I think because it's all about church on the rock. I think, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Here it goes. Yeah. Here it goes. Hold on. Let me, let me. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you're telling no. me, you're telling me that it's not where everybody, well, you, you just said everybody okay, assembles, so, right? Well, that's why God says, "Do not forsake the or assembling of yourselves together." Assembling yourselves together, yeah, uh, because it's important for us to come together because that's where we build each other up and we do the work of the Lord together. We serve together at the church. At the church, and See? well, it's not always at the church, what? but some it should it you should uh, come to the church, but then take the church out to people so that they can know who the I'm, believers are. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because you guys are fueling me up, man. All right. <laughs> what? I'm ready. All right, Joanna, what do you think it is? For me, church is family. It's the family like that, of family. God. Yeah. That's that's what has always stuck out in my mind is is this is my family. These are the people. We're so you've gonna, always thought that? 
No, definitely not always. Uh, no, not at all. Okay. I was very well, good. Their family didn't all come to church. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> don't be, quit telling the story, man. They don't. They might not feel comfortable with that yet. Well, <laughs> to to me, one of the one of the greatest joys is knowing that I have I have this family. I have this this group of people who, when I'm going through something spiritually, or when they're mm-hmm. going through something spiritually that we are coming together and we're praying through it, we're working through it, we're studying the Bible together, we're um, becoming disciples together. And maybe it is corporately. um, Maybe it looks like our youth group getting together at Chick-fil-A this week and just talking and being there for each Mm -hmm. other and, and talking about what's going on. And, okay, well, how can God guide you through this? What, you know, how can I serve you this week? How can... Um, how can we lift each other up? How can we come together as one family and get through life in accordance to what God God has called us to in the Bible? Yeah. Are you saying that church can be a Chick-fil-A? Oh, we definitely had church at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. But you can even have it at McDonald's, too. Yeah. What? We yeah. have no, it. Those heathen no, places are yeah. good, too. No. Yeah. I don't you believe think the Lord. You think the, the Lord Taco hangs Bell? out at Chick-fil-A? I think where two or more are gathered. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, now prayer. we're getting under the prayer. We now we're getting, well, that, well, that's. No, it says he will be there. Who? He gathered, if two or more are gathered in, in his, his name, name, there he is in the midst, in the midst of, them. of them. So uh, I, I, I think. already already there. I think the universal concept is, is more accurate. I think that everyone that bears the name of Jesus rightfully um, and loves him with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength encompass the, the title of capital C church. Mm-hmm. Now, for lack of better term, we could call it gatherings or assemblies or any of that stuff. That ecclesia in the Bible, mm-hmm. it says assembly. assembly. It's an assembly of people. Assembly so, of God. No. no. <laughs> wow. Ouch. No. AG. No. Uh, you went to college, right? Yeah. Okay. Assembly right. of God College. Oh. <laughs> Steve? Where did I go again? <laughs> We, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you, Yoda. So I am. I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to step off in it a couple of times in this. I'm sure, and I'll get some. I'll get some stuff from people. I'm sure as well. And I and I overgeneralize on purpose. And the reason why I overgeneralize on purpose is because I think that generally this is a problem. If it wasn't a problem, we wouldn't be seeing the problems that we have today in society. Yeah. So if it doesn't apply to you, then dismiss it. If it does, though, and it starts to offend you, you need to ask if the Holy Spirit's starting to convict you or not. Yeah. Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking, I might be talking about you, but I'm not talking to you as as, as a person pointing my finger at your face. Uh, there are several things that concern me about the identification of what the church looks like today. Mm-hmm. And we can go through each of these that you guys want to, but here are the things that concern me the most about what I'm seeing in localized church. This affects my prayers a lot these days, especially with all that I'm seeing in, in world events and how it's transpiring. First of all, we're, we're not we're not together uh, hardly at all. And when we are together, uh, what I see a lot is a it's a it's a game. It's a political game of trying to um, what what's the word word um, posture. 
um, posture ourselves in a way that makes our churches look good. And maybe that's just what's in my heart. But I'm, I'm, when I see gatherings together, maybe city, maybe things like that, what I'm seeing is I want to focus on this church or that church or politically, I want to make sure that my name's out there as the pastor. And I, and I don't think it should be about pastors. I don't think it should be about mm-hmm. the names of churches. People that are with me uh, on the outreaches that we do, they know how passionate, and, and jo- Joanna can attest to this, how passionately I am against proselyting from any congregation that I don't believe that they should be there one second and gone the next. Mm-hmm. I've always been that person that says, I want you to plant. I want you to plant mm-hmm. where you're at. I don't want you to be coming over here unless the Lord directs you to come over here and there's a change of foot because he tells you to. You stay where you're supposed to be. When we do a mobile Santa every year, um, there's always a conversation about, hey, should we you know, give out paraphernalia about Crossroads? Should we... Do that, and I've always been super against these shirts that say Crossroads Community Church or handing out cards. This because it's not about the place; it's about the people. Right. And if I'm about serving people, mm-hmm. then it should be about serving them in the name of Jesus. I'm doing as unto the Lord. I want to make sure that I'm serving them as I would serve the Lord, and and I want to make sure yeah. that the church's name and the you know. The, the the publication or the marketing of the church doesn't get in the way of the serving of the of the community. And I think a lot of the times when we gather and we say things like community event or and I'm using these the 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 the, quotes. the quotations. Quote, quotations with my fingers, community events or uh, pastors meetings or any of these other things, when it begins to look like a country club, I'm out. I don't I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. What I want is an opportunity to serve the community together without the posturing of the names of the churches or trying to, to, to broadcast on Facebook Live what we're trying to accomplish. And I know what people will hide behind is I want to I want to get the word out that we're doing something positive. That's all great. When it's attached to another church or another place, that's an issue for me. I've always thought it needs to be in the name of Jesus, not in the name of a church. Right. Um, so do you have other churches that are involved besides besides? Oh, sure. Okay, well, we're that not, makes sense. We're then, not, then it's the church doing the well, work. Any, well, I would say that any time that we're doing anything anyways, that it should be the church doing it. If I go out and sing on a Thursday, yeah. I might plug Second Childhood, but when I go out and talk to people, it's not in the name of Second Childhood. It's in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I want to I be engaged with people on a regular basis, not in the name of Crossroads Community Church, not in the name of Second Childhood. I want to be uh, attached to people because I'm part of the church, part of the body. That's mm-hmm. what's healthy. It's not the marketing concept of let me build as many butts in the seats as I possibly can to get my offerings up, which is what it's mm-hmm. become, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and my number one thing is I don't think we necessarily understand what it means to be the body of Christ, to get rid of all of the other labels, to get rid of all the other things that have, and sure, there's there's corporate gathering. Like, yeah. okay, we this is the... This is the Letch home, and they meet every. They have you know th- this many people, and they're meeting this. So I get that we need to identify the, the the gatherings, but to to market to build the gathering instead of building the local body, building the community, building the name of Jesus inside of the community. When we're more concerned about those things than we are about uh, what, what I mean by those those things, the numbers, the nickels, the noses, that kind of stuff. When we're more concerned about those mm-hmm. things than about sure. the name of Jesus. Then I think we've missed the point completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anybody have anything to say about that? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's a balance in there, but I, I'm not balanced. Uh, you guys already know that I'm about as unbalanced as it gets. So, but yeah, if well, you we've seen the driving part, yeah. <laughs> well, I believe that when Jesus looks at growing the church, means um, are people are there more people getting saved, and that's what's growing the church. Bull. 
That, that's what right. he is. Not, right. not seats. Did you say a, bull? I did. I said bull to that. I don't think it has anything to do with numer- numerical growth in the church. I think it has everything to do with the heart growth inside the person. Yeah, and if we say what, that the I only... I feel like that's what he was saying. That's what, what I was saying. What I'm saying is Jesus cares more the number that comes to his kingdom and to, to the church well, than the number of people that are in the church. See, yeah. I, but Steve's definition of the church is not here in a building. That, yeah. Well, See, and right. I personally think that you so have... What I'm saying is, I mean... so Go ahead, the, Steve. God wants us to grow the church as a as a whole, not not the church building, not the people in the church. Okay, so you're you're but, talking church as in kingdom, mm-hmm. the capital gotcha. C church, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. not little C church. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that He wants us to build the people and disciple the people, yes. not necessarily grow the church as far as numerical. Yeah. But you were saying you just said you go to church don't mean you, you're saved. But I heard you say it, Steve. And, and that, the mentality seeped in just a tad bit. All you, right, all right. Where you said well, where you, people get saved and they begin to come to the church. The church. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, people get saved. And they, but wrong. There's, there's not, nothing wrong with that. But what you're not, your whole purpose is not just putting people's booties in the seat. You're actually wanting to reach people. Right. To and so get them to the come to disciple. Yes. But what's the best way to do it? You put a church in the middle of a town. What do you get? You get a hub that has a centrally location mm-hmm. where people can come and congregate. People yeah. can come and spread their wings and be able to listen and be able to be fed and mm-hmm. be able to enjoy worship. But that's not the church proper. That's a gathering. That is an assembly of people. That is the ecclesia. And I can I can get all over that. But the mm-hmm. church proper is everybody universally that accepts the name of Jesus Christ and are strategically planted where they're at to be part of the body of Christ. Yeah. But what you can, but what some people will do, they'll take this to the other side and they'll say, "Well, I don't need to go to church because I am the church, and and so all I need to do is be a Christian." And they don't, and they forsake that assembly where they get the discipleship, mm-hmm. and they. That's why God wants us to come together mm-hmm. and not be an island of our own. So, so that behooves us to what? To educate, to disciple, yes. right. to to not go. Okay, you're saved. Pat you on your butt. Thanks for coming. Go ahead and join the new member form and make sure that we can get our numbers to the general council. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's the people in the church not acting like Christians that won't make them where they don't want to come to church. I think. Oh, ouch. ouch. I, oh, I 100% there, agree mm, with that. Mm, I was at a restaurant Sunday and we were we were going through the, the line and one of the, the ladies that was working the line, she, she was talking to one of her fellow employees. She goes, why are the most mean people? The people that are coming from church. She didn't think I heard witness. Ouch. And I looked at her and I came immediately. I went right to her and I said, just because they bear the name of Jesus doesn't mean that they are actually from Jesus. Unless their actions, that's right. Just because their actions, you know, uh, just because their name or their, their gathering point says, you know, assembly of whatever or church of whatever, if they don't act like Jesus, then they can't bear the name of Christian. Mm-hmm. That's just you can't be Christ-like if you're not. Could that Christ-like. be taking his name in vain, like you said? The Boom! Other day? Yeah, well, Ooh. yeah, that was mm-hmm. part of that, that cussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that two podcasts mm-hmm. ago. All right, so I, I'm going to agree with you as far as I, I think the healthy portion of the gathering part is where it, it happens externally, where we're outside the camp, 
We're we're living epistles. We're fishers of men. We're mm-hmm. doing our. But I think Todd had. He said. He said right. He said the hub part, and then he was going somewhere with that, and and you rudely interrupted him. Steve. No, I'm, there, so you're, sorry. You're, I'm you're just so joking, man. Because yes, nobody I interrupts anybody on this podcast. Ever. <laughs> hey, hey, stop talking, Joanna. Ever. Hey, I got something to say. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you're supposed to go. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Excuse me. The hand. This is the hand. <laughs> No, I'm just, I mean, yes, you have to have the hub. I think giving a central point for people to congregate. Let's talk about the lost sheep. If the people out in Lindale don't know about Crossroads and we don't meet them, we don't get out there, we don't get to serve them, we don't get to, you know, talk to them about Jesus. Well, what's the next best thing? We got to come to the church. And that's this building, right? Come on, now you can't you can't deny that because this is the point in which people can reach at least a point of start. Uh, if they're not following uh, Jesus, what are you going to do? You're going to sit at home and say, "Man, I hope somebody from Crossroad reaches out to me in some kind of event or sees me on the streets and says, "Hey, sir, how are you doing today?" Has Jesus found your heart? Let me talk to you about it. I, 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 I can understand your point. I can understand your perspective. My problem is event-driven or... or um... Now, if you want to commercialize it and you're doing like you're saying, where you're like, hey, plug for C3. Hey, that's us. We're here. Yeah, look at our church. Look yeah, how look great we are. Look what come we did here, for the community. Come here. But then that, yeah, no. then, then that, but then that have something to do. I mean, I I can see people doing that. What with what Todd's saying, I can see a balance in that, and and I can say, okay, um, it's not a sin to let them know you're, you're here. Your church. No, because it, if if it's uh, it's for the point of health, if it's for the point of discipleship, if it's for the point of contact yeah. and trying to bring health to the community, I can see a hub being a place of contact or a, a contact point. But my my issue is that if if we're doing this in the name of pulling, and what do I mean by that? If I build a church, and I've heard I've heard some of God ministers do this a lot, where if you're a healthy church and there's an unhealthy church. Then you need to pull from the unhealthy church so that they're becoming to a healthy church. No, ouch. And and well, I mean, their their rationale is that if it's an unhealthy church, is teaching heresy, it's teaching things that are bad for the kids. If it's teaching cultish stuff, that they need to oh, get them out of that place. About, uh, yeah, they're teaching the wrong stuff. Yeah, yes. well, in, in our unhealthy. opinion, yeah. But a Baptist could think that you know, uh, you know, these sons of God are teaching bad stuff, and so they they construct a a. A, a marketing genius group of people that are able to pull from every Assembly God church out there and diminish them because they believe that they're teaching the heresy of speaking in other tongues. I believe it should be... Okay, so I believe that you should come together in unity between, with all the different churches and because we're going to have to come together. It's all about unity if we're going to reach people. It's not about taking from this congregation to your congregation and taking from this congregation. Well, let me ask you a question. I, We're all in church. That's and, not true. Let me ask the question then. Let me ask the question. It, true growth. I mean, most if you're of just your, taking from other churches, that's well, let's, not let's, right. Let's, let's, let's talk brass tacks because I can tell you right now, most of the people that come to Crossroads, and I say most of them, yeah, are I, transfer. I need musicians, but I don't want to take them from other churches. Okay. I want. I mean, I want. I, I think I, the standards got to be different, though. I, I think that if you have a need of a musician and there's extra at someplace else, 
that these places should be sending musicians to people if they need musicians. Yeah. That's how the body should be looking. I don't that, think they should be concerned mean, about losing the members as much I'm as they should be. I'm not going to take them from them if they're being used there and they're. What I'm if? Not, what I'm, if? What if it? What, what if, if God, God the same body? I want God to bring them to us. I don't have any musicians right now, but God's going to bring them. <laughs> what I'm saying is, this is this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that unless you got a young person that you're trying to disciple, or you got kind of a relationship that you're trying to establish with somebody, and they're not mature enough to go and send them over or something like that. But if you've got a, a big base of musicians. And there's a, a smaller church or another place that is in need of something. Aren't we one body? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shouldn't we be okay with sending people to to play and to why why can't we be that kind of hub? Why can't every place be a hub of connection with any other hub and yeah. say, hey, listen, we're we're missing a pastor this week. He got sick. Is there somebody that could come over and preach? Sure, let's do that. that we're the great. body. I have a music minister that's going to be sick this week. I have a music minister gotten you know mm-hmm. a, a wreck with a deer and and he's really <laughs> sore and doesn't want to sing on Sunday and he's he's hurting. You know that's what I I'm can, saying. I can sing. I, I can sing for you. No, we're back on that. Veto. Yeah, veto. 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 Um, yeah, this is what it sounds like right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yes. Oh, C3. Serenity Farm. Yep, C3 Serenity Farm. All right, so again, I, I think we've got to change the paradigm. Because if it's connected to the hub, even though that is an ecclesia, I, I, I believe that that's an assembly of believers. But that is not the body. If we change the paradigm and we say, yes, there are there are different gatherings. There are different communities of believers that make up the true body of Christ, the, the capital C church. Okay, mm-hmm. Then it changes the paradigm. Then it's like if I call somebody down the road who isn't a part necessarily of you know my gathering, we still have the rationale of, okay, we're connected and we can trust one another and we can love one another. And if they're short of something or need something, then I'm going to meet that need. I don't know of any churches that are struggling right now that can call another church and go, hey, we're having problems paying our mortgage. Can you help us out? Oh, yeah, mm. that's unheard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or no, you don't hear about that. I, I'm having a hard time um, uh, paying our insurance payment. Would you Would you mind sending some money? And I would say that with the body of Christ, of course, I'm setting myself up. They're, uh, while it affords you and while you can, if you're not killing yourself in the process, I think that the body should be the body and bear one another's burdens. But it didn't look like that. And the gatherings should be part of that equipping. But again, that leads me to number two. We don't know the pur- purpose of our gathering. And there's a problem with the, the mindset of getting fed versus serving one another. When I walk in through the door, my first concern is, can I get fed here? Or can can I serve here? Which, mm-hmm. which one is the predominant uh, mindset when you're walking into a church for the first time? Okay, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this because I had this experience just recently. Um, mm. We were at soccer practice, and a new family had come, moved into Lindale, and all of us good soccer moms in our nice little lawn chairs were sitting on the side of the field watching the kids play soccer. And this new family says, "Yeah, well, we've been looking for a church," and all of a sudden, this. I'm just going to say it for what it is. This pissing match started taking place between... Beep, beep. <laughs> Where is it at? Where is it at? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it, but, I mean, it, it was. This woman might as well have been on a tree because all of a sudden it was, oh, well, we have this great kids ministry and, and we have this for our youth and we have a coffee shop and, and we have small groups. And I, this woman is literally getting all of these 
thing shoved in her face and you could see the overwhelm. We got Jesus. Like, <laughs> like why did, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so I'm, I'm sitting back watching this. Salesman. And, and part of me is going, you know, because I am very proud of my church family. So I'm going, okay, our, our church has family. Our, we have great people. But I, like, I'm just sitting back, kind of amazed, watching all of this. Mm-hmm. And she's taking it in and, and she's, you know, her eyes are kind of doing the whole like tennis match thing oh between my. these two people. And a couple of weeks later, I, I just, I just kind of let that let that go because I thought, you know, you guys are really selling the wrong things here. But a couple weeks later, um, we were talking and it was just she and, you know, me and her at the practice. And um, she had said something about, well, she did visit this church and that church and just didn't really know where her family fit and what kind of activities um, her family could be involved in and everything. And, um, you know, I just, it kind of gave me this perspective here of what you're talking about, the difference between getting fed and serving mm-hmm. and her family is, they are looking for a place where they can get involved, but how do you, how do you walk into a church and, and take a look around and not think, where can I get in, involved here? Where mm-hmm. can my kids, if, if they don't have a children's ministry, then how, how are my kids going to get involved? If they don't have a Sunday school class for young adults, then how can my teenager. recently graduated teenager that's get involved the, somewhere? But that's not the mindset that, that when, when we're walking in and thinking those things, it's not where I can get involved. It's where can I place these things and go and do what I want to do? But it should be. I, I agree. It, it should be. I know. It right. should be where, because I can answer that question easily. If you don't see a kid's ministry, start one. Oh, I agree. If you don't see a youth right. ministry, start then one. you've already got your answer. If right. you're, if you, it's like this. Somebody says, well, how can I find the, the perfect spouse? You make a list of everything that you want and the qualities of a spouse, and then you become those things. Mm. It And then and then you'll, it, you'll just attract those things. It, right. but, but the thing about it is, is people... They think that it's got to be there before they get there. And that's the Walmart yes. mentality. Yeah. That's the everything's got to be there. It's got to be at my fingertips. And instead of doing the work to make those things happen, they want to rely on somebody else's work in order to. And, and that's the problem is you've got a consumerist mindset when it comes to church. They yeah. walk through the doors and instead of saying, where can mm-hmm. I make a difference? Mm-hmm. They're saying, how can I get involved with the things that are already here? Right. They're not, they're not looking at what do I have to offer the body? But that's I'm, I'm not saying that everybody's like that. I'm just saying that the the overwhelming mindset is exactly what you're talking about, where if I don't see it already there, then how am I going to get involved? Well, if I would have taken that, C3 would have never have have been around. Right. There would never be a C3 Serenity Farm. There's there's a there's a there's got to be a characteristic of a church body that is functioning together in health and wellness as far as and I'm not saying perfect. What I'm saying is that there is no, a- no, as soon as I walk through the door, it's not perfect anymore. And you'll never find the perfect church. <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying it's got to be different than what our mentality is when we walk through Walmart where, okay, the toilet paper's over on this aisle. I can take my kids and get the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I, you know, the kids ministry's over here and I can drop them off and I can go and go on my social club uh, in my social hour um, 
at church and I could trust that my kids are being taken care of. I've got free babysitting. I can come in. In fact, I know some people that drop their kids off at church and then go and they do their shopping. And the church is like, hey, that's serving the community. I totally agree. But if they're Christians and they have an idea of, listen, I'm, I want to love the Lord and I want to serve the Lord. and all that, I think the mindset's got to be different. It can't be about, you know, you're going to utilize some of the ministries that are there at the church. I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is that if your mindset when you walk through the doors of the church is all about what I'm going to get out of this thing instead of, and the fact that I say I have to look for a church, where you go, make a difference. You are the church. It's not about the building. It's about being the church. So when you walk through, if I go to the Church of Christ tomorrow and I and I, I walk in, I'm going to look for ways to be a part of that church. I'm not going to sit there and say, what are you off? Are you giving me a bulletin? Did you look at me the right way? Are you judging me on my hairstyle? Did you have a place for my kids? Did they did they offer me an, a, a hymnal that I could know the songs? Did they have the right songs on the thing? Did they have the right carpet? Was the air conditioning at 69? Because if they didn't, I was going to sweat too much and I didn't want to stick around for that. Did the preacher preach too long? Did he smell bad? Did his breath smell bad when he prayed for me? Did they lay hands? Did they have a prayer circle? Do they have small groups? Do they have all these things? And it's all about what I want. It's not about giving to the body and that's a problem that is a severe problem that's yeah. a long so list that's that, all i gotta that's say that's a long list wow mm. so are, are you, you saying there's list? are you saying there's no such thing as as having a church where your family fits better no 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 than no. somewhere else no i'm not saying that i'm saying that if it if it's the 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 central focus of why you're going to a church is what's offered to you, mm -hmm. then you're not going to find a fit. You might think you found a fit, but the second that it's not offered anymore, you're out. You'll get offended. Somewhere. No, you're out. You'll mm -hmm. find someplace else that, and that doesn't mm -hmm. promote planting. It doesn't promote relationship. It promotes consumerism. Yeah, It's like if right. I go to a restaurant and they had a certain meal that I loved, and I walk in there and they don't have that meal anymore, fine, I'll get up and I'll go someplace else that offers that meal. And that's consumer. That's mm -hmm. not, instead of saying, you know what? I really enjoyed that meal. I'm going to prepare that meal. Well, that doesn't make any sense in consumer mentality. Mm -hmm. Now I've got to find a church that fits for my family. Mm. You yeah. see what I mean? You see the difference in the way of thinking there? Instead of saying, you know what? This is really necessary in this body. I, I see the need for this. Yeah. I want to be a part of the change, and I want to want to offer that. I want to help. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what a healthy church would do. That's what a healthy church should do. That's what a body of believers strategically, if they see a need in the community, not just a gathering, not just in the ecclesia, but if they see a need in the church, they don't go, well, you're not meeting my need. I'm leaving and going someplace else. They say, you know what? I'm going to do the work. I'm going to, 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 if I see the need and I have the capabilities of doing that, I'm going to start that ministry or I'm going to help do that ministry. I'm going to bring it up to whoever's in charge that we need to get this ministry and be a part of doing that. That is what healthy planting looks like. Not if, if it doesn't meet my need, I'm uprooting and I'm leaving. And that's what that leads to. But I, mm -hmm. think, I think when people are usually looking for a church, just like our innermost desire is to belong they're looking mm -hmm. for a place where they feel like they they belong where jesus has planted them where they belong where they can use whatever gifts they have so you're telling me the, the only way i plant is if i feel i belong no i'm just saying that's that is usually now that, that you don't have to have the wrong 
uh, it's about me. If you're still, if you're looking for a place where you feel like you belong. Okay. I'm, I, it's not always consumer, consumer that I, way. I think that's Did you a, want to belong whenever you, you were looking for a church? Did you want to feel like you? Sure. Yes. We, before we found Crossroads, we had been out of church for a while. Um, we had, I had grown up in a church. Um, my husband had not regularly attended church for a very long time. That's a story for the last. That, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and <laughs> so the church that I had grown up in, um, they were changing fundamentally. The it, it was, and I was growing as well, getting mm-hmm. older, understanding more mm-hmm. about God and, and what I felt like he was calling me to and, and my role in the body. Um, and the church that we were going to, I don't know how else to say it, it was not our fit. There was not a way where what I was being called to fit into that church. And there was a role there that I was playing that I was forced into Mm. because that's the need that they felt. But I was doing it out of obligation, not out of a heart of servanthood. Mm -hmm. I did it because they needed me to. And it was obligational mm-hmm. it was just obligational um now i'm gonna ask you a question though okay if you were comparing yourself back then to now there's a level of understanding of what it looks like to be part of the church versus yes. part of a congregation yes and so that that mentality has changed through the years and i think everybody um, at some point if they've planted any time at a place and they've had an opportunity to grow in their definition of what that looks like and, mm-hmm. and been challenged in that perspective. Because I know you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not the same level. I want to. I want to make. What if there were no churches, no buildings, no, no buildings. buildings? What if there were? What there was one place that you were allowed to go, one, one place. That was the only thing that was offered. There wasn't. A, there wasn't a church on every street corner. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It wouldn't be about where I fit. It would be about where I could gather. The yeah. opportunity to gather together. Yeah. Do you do you see the mindset mm-hmm. difference? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have all these options. I want to go where I fit instead of I want to go where I can mm-hmm. gather. So you're talking like the people that have to do underground churches, and they just I'm they saying have a church. They just have to meet somewhere where. And I, I just want you to see what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand my angst. It's true. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. It's not about where I'm serving. It's mm-hmm. about me. It's about where I am. It's about what I'm getting. It's not about serving the Lord. It's about what now, listen, I get it. If they're teaching heresy and fundamentally changing on those things, there's got to be a question about whether or not I need to stay and propagate that problem. Yeah. And I know that there are decisions that people make all the time about leaving churches on the basis. I think theology is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. When I walk into church, one of the things I'm listening to is, are they demeaning or demoralizing or, or taking the name of the Lord in vain? That's one of the biggest questions that I'm asking mm-hmm. about their 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 culture. A lot of times they leave because they got offended at the other church, right? Which right. means they're just going to mm-hmm. get offended at your church, right? But I, you're going to get. A- that's what Donnie says all the time. He says if people are actively searching for churches, there's a reason. Who's Donnie? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have anything to do with who's Donnie. One more so, time, my husband. Oh, that's your husband. Okay, yeah. I just yeah. want to make sure that people know who that is. Yeah. 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 So, so what I'm what I'm talking about is though it's more not to come on that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> we might have to bring. He doesn't want to be here. He's like, no, no he's that. coming. You better get that that beeping button yeah. ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I think oh I think the mindset is because of the options. It's like um, even now, and I'm I'm going to tick some people off. The, the, I have every reason at this point to cut off the body that I'm gathering with and go on Facebook and not get the koinonia, which is a Greek word for the contact and the, and the fellowship that we're, we get when we gather together, mm-hmm. which we desper- very important. desperately need. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's fallen off the map because now I've got elevations, new lives, mm-hmm. verticals, all those things oh, that sure. are broadcasting these services that have, now they don't have to worry about where they're putting the kids because they can stick the kids in a room or have them in there with them. Yeah. And, and doing all that stuff inside the home. So now it's the gathering is digitally. I can watch it on the video screen. And now that's been coming for years with Jimmy Swaggerts, Jim and Tammy mm-hmm. Faye, and, and all these things, the big the big broadcasts of mm-hmm. TBN, all that stuff. Now it's more palatable for the hipster crowd because I've got my rock and music that Elevation can do mm-hmm. or New Life or something like that. I've got all these things that I would look for in a church online. Now I, now I don't have to go in where there's conflict. Now I don't have to go mm. where there's sanding. Now I can just go where I feel like I fit. But you don't fit because you're just watching. You're just you're not. You're, yeah, you're not fitting. You're not fitting. There's there's not an effort. Yeah, there you're, to you're not fitting. Fit you're spectating. Yeah. But, but yes. hold on. No, see that's that's Good a double call. that's a that's a double standard though. You're spectating. Uh huh. Because if we're saying that the church, the true church, is the body of Christ represented in the community, I don't necessarily have to go to a particular gathering of people in order to be part of the body. But. That's why he said forsake not the gathering because that's where you have your fellowship. That's where you that's where you build each other up. That's where you bear each other's burdens. Well, amen. You're not going to be bearing each other's burdens on the television. Are you sure? When the predators hunt the prey, they go after the isolated. They go after the weak, and Satan does the same thing. He's going to go after the isolated and those that are not plugged in, those Mm -hmm. who don't have that support, those who aren't gathering and forming an army of believers you already know they're gonna go to the week you already know that i believe in koinonia you already know that i believe in the ecclesia i'm saying that in order to be part of the true capital c church that there doesn't have to be a affiliation or a membership with the country club of the ecclesia i can join right now i can go and give my 10 percent to elevation and become an online member of their congregation without ever attending a service, quote unquote. Um, and boy, I have a problem with even that mentality, the service mentality, but um, I can do that and and join in. I have people contacting me on email. I have people contacting me on messaging, asking how I'm doing, asking if I need counseling, asking if I need prayer, all of the things that I would look for for me. And if I was wanting to fit, and I don't have to worry about somebody getting molested in a nursery. I don't have to worry about any of the kids' ministers going off the rocker. I don't have to worry about if Sister Helga, when I walked in the door, looked at my hair wrong, or if she said that my breath stank. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I'm completely comfortable in my own home watching my screen and being a member of that church. Why you, is that bad? And you don't have to worry about putting forth any effort to serve the kingdom but see, that's right from your chair if it's all about where i fit mm-hmm. then it's usually not about the work that i need to put involved it's about where i fit right there's no effort to making a puzzle piece fit it just does mm-hmm. but if it's about trying to get your place to where you are not only being conformed to the image of his son there's number one healthy churches are going to have conflict yeah 
But there's still a difference between fitting and belonging. Are, are you sure? Yes. Okay. Because, the belonging belong yes. means that you you are part of. You're invested. You're invested. You. You're part of the body. Yeah. If, if you're um, just fitting, that means that you're just, you know, you're just. It's it's, it's effortless. I yeah. walked in and I just felt like I fit. Yeah. You're not having to do anything. Well, I've had a lot of people, and I'm telling you, a lot of people through the years, uh, recently, where they've they felt the call of God on their life to be more apart and to invest into certain something, and that mm-hmm. that's they they use those terms. I was called to invest here. Two months later, I'm not being fed. They were supposed to invest. Why are they being fed? I, I'm, I'm they just, already have the calling. Listen, I'm I'm totally with you. I don't think God's mm-hmm. bipolar. But what I will, what <laughs> I will say, thank goodness. What, yes. I, what I will say is that this overwhelming mindset of I've got to feel like I fit or I've got to feel like I belong, it can't apply to the missionaries in Sudan. Uh huh, that's true. And it can't apply to those right. people that are about to get their heads chopped off in a Muslim ch- country. No. So if it, being part of the body what? of Christ means that I have to feel like I belong somewhere, I don't belong in this world. Yet I'm part of the body of the Christ. I'm in and not of. And there's going to be a lot of times where I'm out there and I don't feel like I don't feel good about preaching this message. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel great, but mm-hmm. it it's necessary. It's something that I have to do. And I think planting is necessary. I think when you walk into a church, anywhere that you go with your family can be a place where you can learn, you can grow, you can develop. I don't care where it is. It could be the biggest church. It could be the smallest church. But I'm going to tell you the reason why the small churches are dying and and because these huge churches are, are, are marketing and trying to get the attention for purposes that may or may not be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm saying that the mindset's got to be different when you walk through the door. If you want to be part of the body of Christ, you need to strategically plant the way the Lord wants you to strategically plant, not the way that you feel most satisfied. And yeah. who, who likes to buy a new car? I do. Who, who here likes to buy a new car? I mean, new word, new to me. There are aspects of buying a new car that I like. Well, who, who likes like to it? shop for cars? It's fun. You like yeah. that? You yeah. like the I like the deal? I like the com- comparing. It's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do that mm-hmm. with churches? Well, I haven't had to in thirteen years. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a blessing. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been I've been very mm. deeply rooted uh, for thirteen years. But yeah, when when we were, um, yeah, before Crossroads, I was trying to find a church where. I had my list of criteria. The honestly. mentality was different. I did. Though. I had I had a list of of things. I I we came from a situation where we weren't even getting to sit through service because we had an infant who screamed the whole time. So yes, I was looking to make sure that there was an adequate nursery because at that point in my life, I I did need to be fed. My well was was empty. It was mm-hmm. empty. And I did need to be fed. And I do feel like there needs to be a place in the church for those people who need to be fed. I was one of them. I needed that. So you still have to have a list. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I, think, I, mean, I think that the mature people, mm-hmm. the, the, the people that are, are, are called to the Lord, that know the Lord, that there should be a different mindset than from somebody who doesn't know any better. You, you can only be held accountable for the knowledge that you have. And at that point... Joanna, I was, I was desperate. She was young. I was desperate for 
Something for, real. Yes, something real. I had come from a place where I played church, and I was good at it. I could walk into church on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. put on that smile, and nobody knew the turmoil that was going on in me. Nobody knew that that we had a fight in the car on the way to church over going to church because at that point, my husband was miserable yeah. going to church. And I, w- I became very good at it. And so the next, you know, I had to find a church where my husband felt comfortable and someplace where he felt like he could engage, could, you know, not fall, not fall asleep. (laughs) You know, I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. There's, if your preacher preaches the same sermon every single Sunday, is there, is there any growth there? No, nor is there any motivation to come back the next Sunday. Exactly. Once you've heard it, it's just regurgitated right. the next Sunday. Mm. But make sure you tithe. Yes, but make yeah, exactly. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah. At least get that statement. Wait, that's another times. podcast. That's, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. I, 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 um, I the reason the reason I ask about the the you car use car salesman because when I listened to you talk about how you were on that soccer field and you were talking to that mom. And that mm-hmm. mom got bombarded with the soccer. She got she got kind of bombarded with the car salesman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very know, look, much. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you. I can sell you. I can give you. Mm-hmm. But then you had the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what became of that because I, I don't know if she's coming to church or if she's. Um, funny enough, she has found a um, an online women's Bible study where she has plugged in. Oh. So. Um, I don't, I don't think, I, don't, I honestly don't think she really connected with either one of the two car salesman churches. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't feel like there was a, but, but that's it, not to say that yeah. God won't work on her heart and that maybe she'll come back to something else, something that's a little bit more full bodied. Well, I say that. I think fellowship is very important. This, yes. This person is, is seeking. They are seeking fellowship. They they are seeking. From our one-on-one conversation, she is seeking a place where she can get Well, you just be her church right in. now. There yeah, you go. exactly. And I'm like, I'm good with that. We can have church on the soccer field. <laughs> we can mm-hmm. do that every Wednesday they're, and they're different. And <laughs> they're different levels for sure. I mean, I, I don't think with the level that Joanna had an understanding or even in, in discipleship-wise, even though she might have been really good at playing church, um, and, I, and I don't want to talk for you, but that's what you knew. That's what you that's, came that's with. That's all I knew. So you yeah. can't – That's I think the, the expectations are different from – when I'm talking like this and I'm saying if you're if you're part of the body, if you're mm-hmm. if you're joined together as the church, the capital C church, mm-hmm. then your mindset has to be different. It has mm-hmm. to be different than when I walk into a place, what's in it for me? And if you bear the name of Christ and you're you're not Philippians 2 in it, you're you're not saying you don't have the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus, I guarantee you he could flourish in the temple or he could flourish at the well with the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about where he was. It's about who he was. It was about who he was connected to. Mm-hmm. And and I I have to question the mentality of people that walk through the doors that claim the name and are about Jesus, but they don't want to serve. They 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 have they have a I'm sorry, you, you don't look like Jesus. You don't sound like Jesus. And if you have that knowledge, 
of who he was, you've, you've received the gospel message, and you see needs all around you, and you're still wondering about how they're feeding me, look, dude, if you want to drop your kids off at the nursery and there's nobody in attendant, then get in the nursery. If you know Jesus, you'll, you'll have other opportunities to hire a babysitter, I guarantee you. But serve. Offer that to the people that are coming in that don't know what you know, like she's talking about. To the young ones that have no clue, that are desperate to find something that's real. And for the purposes of offering that service to someone. You see the difference between the mentality there? Mm-hmm. That the mature mm-hmm. people will walk in, then they'll go, I don't like it. I don't necessarily want to do it, but that is presenting my life a, a living sacrifice. It mm-hmm. isn't about how I feel. It isn't about belonging. It isn't about a country club mentality. It isn't Walmart. I can get my toilet paper and my toothpaste and buy some fresh underwear. No, that's not what it's about. It's about if I know that somebody has a need and I see that need, it's about being the change mm-hmm. that I want to see in that place. And the reason why I think this consumerist mindset is so dangerous is because we've got so many churches offering so many things mm-hmm. that we are we are literally um, undergirding that mindset, we are. Well, there's no discipleship. Why? Because the soon as soon as I don't agree with something, I get out and go. It's not sharpening me. It's literally dulling me. I'm, the mm-hmm. conflict has now done it to where I'm bouncing off and I'm going someplace else. Mm. And the reason why is because there's fifty something thousand churches in the area. I don't need to plant if I don't like it. Then I'm out. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And instead of being mature and being part of the change, I'm more worried about how I feel about my sense of, you know, and I, I hate to use the words, but it's the fitting or being fed or belonging or any of that stuff. I don't belong in the world. I belong in the arms of Jesus. I belong where he wants me. And if that place is uncomfortable in the moment, then by golly, that's maturity. I expect four-year-olds to make decisions on whether or not you know, but when something is necessary and needs to be done, then take responsibility, take some action and do it. Do it where you're at. Don't wait to go to a place that has it all offered to go. Oh, I'm willing now. If I could get on the stage and sing now in front of thousands of people, you didn't want to do it in the, in the church with 30 people. Mm-hmm. What, what makes you think you're worthy of the honor to get on that stage and sing anything and play anything with the hundreds of people or thousands of people if you're not willing to do it in your home, in the closet alone with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Your heart's wrong. And that's what I'm talking about. It's producing, it's enabling, it's enabling consumerism, mm-hmm. showism, um, tons of stuff that I think is absolutely, and, and I'm not even down to number 10. We've got to hurry. Yeah. What yeah. are we on? Yeah. Well, we, we've, on? we've messed a lot of these things. We've talked about them. Uh, a lot of times the motives of those that are simply attend are selfish. We treat church like Walmart. Number four. We don't have a biblical or sometimes even a loving reasons for doing the things that we do in our services. We're, we're doing them sometimes because it grows our church. Like, I, I love music. I do. But sometimes I have to question the motive on why we're doing the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing it to serve people and to, and to encourage them to worship the Lord, then I think we've got we've to check our heart. Why are we doing the things we're doing? Yeah. What's the purpose? Okay. Um, uh, five, it's become a numbers game. I'll never forget being in a meeting. This blows my mind. Big church that I was a part of way back, way on back, back, way on back, right when the beginning of my ministry. And we were talking about churches in the area and we were comparing the numbers. Heard that before. Of how many people were filled with the Holy Spirit and what our report to um, the, 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 I'm not going to say it because it'll, it'll key down the people, but to the big house about. Mm-hmm. Um, how much we were giving in foreign missions and our level of 
of uh, salvations and all these numbers that we had. And we were playing this number and we were comparing to other churches in the area that didn't have those numbers. And this is the place that they need to come. We need to get other people to come here because this is where God's moving. And I'm going, so the one salvation didn't count. We have 500, so mm-hmm. we're more important. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, and that's where I think the Paul thing where he says, comparing ourselves to one another, we become mm-hmm. fools is that it's no longer contingent on the Holy Spirit and him growing and developing the body. It's about how I can professionally do church to engage and provoke those numbers. And that's a big, big problem for me. I don't like the competition, mm-hmm. and I don't like the numbers game. I never have. Well, when I took over youth, that was one of the first things you said was, it's not about the numbers. That's right. It's about the kids. It's about their hearts. Mm-hmm. It's about their hearts. Yeah. You, you can grow organically, and mm-hmm. numbers will come and they will go. Fame comes, fame goes. I, there was a pastor in the Lindale area that had hundreds. One second he was at 25, and the next second, because the band got good, that the they they grew exponentially like that. Mm-hmm. And the second that those people left, guess what happened to the numbers? They, they diminished. Went down. Anytime that you have consumer or event-driven stuff, you, you're going to see the fame up and down. And that's 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 the culture that we live in. That's going to happen. Sure. But I will say that if you have, and that's what I'm trying to provoke you listeners at home, I'm trying to get you to think, is it really about the Lord or is it about you? Are where, you really, where is your commitment? Yeah. Is it to the Lord or is it because they, they're stroking your ego and they're making you feel like you're the most important thing in the world? If you're if you're going to a church is contingent on whether or not you get a a letter from the pastor and making you feel like you're important, you you mm-hmm. might need to ask yourself if you're doing it for the right reason or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm just this is coming from somebody, uh, and you may not agree with me. It's fine. But number six, lack of discipleship. And again, I say that's what that's what Steve was saying. He was saying that you know people don't know. And the reason why people don't know is because we're not, and, and even Joanna with her saying that she didn't know all this stuff when she first walked in the door. Mm-hmm. Now we've ruined her. Now she can't go anywhere else. No, I'm playing. <laughs> now she should be able to go <laughs> anywhere and flourish because the the education that she's been able to receive in the sharpening process, she's been able to get past offenses. She's been able to deal with things that I don't even, we're, we're not even, I'm not even going to say over the air, things that have happened in her life that have mm-hmm. been hard and come out with testimonies, come out with great wow. reports and things like that. Same thing with Steve. Yeah. I know Steve has gone through stuff inside the church that he knows mm-hmm. the value of planting. And I know Todd at this moment is learning, even right now, the, the, the taxation of the commitment of what it looks like when you firmly plant, there's going to be challenges to that planting. Yeah. Um, as a farmer, he knows you have to toil the fallow ground. You have yep. to get rid of the rocks and the stone. Mm-hmm. That's this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting uh, uh, doing the the what was yeah. it the thing called disking um, disking yeah yeah. But that takes time, doesn't it? Yes, it takes work. Well, and that's why I think of church as family. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but my family causes me stress sometimes. Mm. We, <laughs> we say it isn't so. Anybody with uh-uh. teenagers can bear witness. Yes, um, even the grown teenagers. Yeah, even, yeah. The, the even 50, after they leave yeah, the home, the fifty-four-year-old grown teenagers. Yeah. Um, but they they cause me stress sometimes. That doesn't mean I love them any less. That doesn't mean I'm gonna go try to get a new family. We have to work through it, and that's all. Is there that is. a possibility? Da, um, can you get a new family like that? I don't know. Like a new car? I don't know. 
Get that new car smell. I've, I've never but really tried. New family smell. Are y'all, do y'all understand what I'm trying to say? I, it, the, the, the mentality is so consumerist that it provokes and enables behaviors inside the church in the maturity process that we're not maturing. We've got arrested development within the church. Agreed. I mean, and it, it whether or not it can be balanced, and I don't think that we shouldn't have a nursery. And I don't think we shouldn't have a kids ministry. And I don't think we shouldn't have a youth ministry. I don't think that we shouldn't have music. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the reasons for us doing those things can't be specifically for ourselves. It can't be specifically for, um, uh, no, I'm, I see bringing health to ourselves isn't bad. No, mm-hmm. you know that the body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think that we've got to take care of ourselves and love ourselves, but there's a difference between ultimately serving ourselves with that purpose versus serving the Lord in that purpose. I can still take care of myself so I can serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that heart's different than, well, as long as they have a kid's ministry where I can go and talk with people, you know, and, and get my social hour in. Um, and I've, I've heard people talk like that. And they, I'm, I got to go to a church where I can get rid of my kids so that I can focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get that you're hungry to get away from your kids every now and yeah. again. I've had those moments too. Mm-hmm. But should that be the preeminent choice about church should that be should that be whether or not you plant or not plant yeah and i and i don't think that should be i think that you should teach your kids servanthood i think that that they should see you involved in that and the more they see you involved in that the more they'll be willing to do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. imagine if they take your mentality to their marriages if they don't feel like they belong what's going to happen it's not going to be a very long marriage yeah and they'll end it well, again, eight, um, you already heard seven, no commitment, which is what we're talking about now. Eight, rules versus relationship, behavior change versus life change, head knowledge versus heart wisdom. And I think there's a big difference between those things. And without planning, you don't really learn the value of relationship over rules or life change over behavior change mm-hmm. or heart wisdom versus head knowledge. And you have to be able to toil the fallow ground. And that takes time. And it's hard work. It really is. Oh, Choking, yeah. Pulling weeds is hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you find rocks underneath the ground, that's the parable of the sower, by the way. Go to Luke mm-hmm. 8, Luke, Luke 8, and you'll yeah. be able to find that. Um, and he talks about that. The, the thorns choke out the, the good stuff, and mm-hmm. the, 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 the good seeds trampled on the, the hard ground. Um, so you have to take the time to do that stuff. And there's not very many workers anymore. There's not very many laborers. There's mm-hmm. a lot of surface-level people out there that are looking to just get to a place where it meets every one of their needs. And 80, 20. Just, what is so that is a rule that, that that's another it's another big <laughs> big pet peeve for me, but we're not gonna talk about that. It's another whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number nine, urgency for true conversion. I just want the now results. I want to give my altar call. This is a big thing at crossroads. We don't we don't necessarily believe in the momentary altar call. I've always said that it's not my altar to call you to. And people don't like that. In fact, I've had people that have challenged me on it. So if you don't give them the opportunity, then how will they know they can? I, I'm not Holy Spirit. I can tell them what the Lord wants me to tell them, and then I'm going to trust Holy Spirit to talk to them. Now, if they have a question, they can come and talk to me. And I've even said, if in your chair you feel like you need to pray, turn around right now, go pray. Don't wait for me to call you to an altar. Don't wait till you get in a holy moment. You need to pray. Ask anybody that comes to Crossroads. They hear that all the time from me. It is not about a wooden platform in the in the front of the building where I can create a show environment. It is about your heart to the Lord. And if I'm trying to put a uh, a true con- conversion uh, site on them, then let's look at the longevity of the relationship. If you're really truly converted, your fruit will be in your life. 
Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with whether or not they signed a card and said a prayer in front of the church. It has everything to do with whether or not the fruit is showing in their life. Fruit of the Spirit is how you will know they are Christians by their love for one another, not by the card that they sign and the pat on the butt that they get from the pastor. Mm-hmm. So that's the reasons why I don't do altar calls a lot. Now, there are times where the Holy Spirit goes, do the altar call, and we will. But yeah. there's really no urgency for true conversion. I'm desperate for true conversion. I yes. I want it in my own life, and I want to see it in other people's life. Yes. Um, and I think we have to be, if we're mature Christians, that's what we're going to be looking for. And then number 10, we don't understand the power of corporate prayer. Probably the most important thing. I, I think the reason why we don't, we don't bear one another's burdens the way that we can, or like we start naming the answers to their problems by telling them what our church offers mm-hmm. instead of the perfect response to that is, Hey, let's, let's pray about that. You, me and you right now, let's just ask the Lord for him to guide you on this thing. And mm-hmm. my freak him out. Or you can even ask them, say, hey, would it be okay if we prayed about this right now? That's bringing life. That's serving yeah, someone. Like That's that. bearing one another's burdens. It's not the used car salesman of, well, let me show you all the things that I've got so that you could come and hang with me for an hour and a half every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Sunday. You know, I, 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 and, Do you have automatic mm-hmm. windows? Sure. Okay, good. Why? I don't want to have to roll down my own windows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> well, it's a fantastic conversation. I, I'm, this is a, but it's a, it's a pet peeve of mine, to be honest with you. The, the paradigm has got to shift. We've got to get better at the way that we're thinking about church and the connection of the church. And if you're not planting and letting the friction not only smooth out the rough edges in your own life, then you're missing out on the opportunity for Holy Spirit to utilize the body to do the things that it's supposed to do. It's not always joyous when the virus is being fought off. And sometimes we're the virus mm-hmm. and the body has got to correct us. It, it has, it has to, that's part of the body. And the head is going to utilize the body to bring health to the body. And I think all of us have got to have a paradigm shift on why we're doing the things we're doing. And if it's, if it's about me and what I'm receiving over those things and I'm going to get it, I know I am, I'm going to get a call from a particular person I can think of right now. Who's going to say you are living in utopia world. That nobody's actually going to do this. They're they're going to hear this and they go, oh, he's talking about somebody else. But maybe there's one person that hears this and goes, you know what? You're right. I, I need to repent over this. I need to get better at this because I've been looking at church wrong all my life. And maybe the light has come on in your head and you're like, you're right. I've got to start bringing health. Instead of consuming, I need to be a contributor. I need to be a person that is contributing to the body of Christ and letting the blood and the health flow to all the joints and all mm-hmm. of the body. And you've got to be part of that. Don't dissect yourself off. All right. Anyways, um, we're on to our, our musical selection for the week. I am playing it dangerously here. Um, I do not have permission to play the song, but Uh-oh. because it's absolutely perfect for what we're trying to see and what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast. Uh, the song of the week comes from a band that pretty much everybody knows. In fact, they were here um, last week. Casting Crowns did a song that, that fits this this topic perfectly, and we may be getting in a little trouble for playing it, but I'm willing to take the risk. So here's one of their first hits, and it's done acoustically on the piano. It's called If We Are the Body. Please take a listen. I love this song. She slips in 
Trying to fade into the faces The girls teasing laughter is carrying Farther than they know Farther than they know But if we are the body Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body Why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way Cause there is a way There is Traveler is far away from home And he sheds his coat And quietly sinks into the back row The weight of their judgmental glances Tells him that his chances Are better out on the road but if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, Paid much too high a price For us to pick and choose who should come We are the body of Christ If we are the body Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body Poignant song by Casting Crowns. We um, love that song. Uh, and we, we were talking during the break, um, and I, I want to make sure and say this. This does not alleviate in any way our responsibility to love people. That The reason why we offer these things like nurseries or kids' ministry or youth ministry or, I hope, music is because we love people and we want to yes. serve people. Mm-hmm. However... If the only reason why you're offering these things is to bring people so they fill your seats up and not really about building the body, mm-hmm. then it's not necessarily about love. It's about promoting your business. And that's a problem. 
if the only reason why they're attending is because you fed their ego, then there's a problem. Now, surface level, what I, what I mean by, and again, I'm talking to mature Christians. I'm not talking about people that don't know any better. When somebody walks in and they don't know any better and they all they know is how I feel and where I belong, and you, that's a good place to start. I'm not telling Joanna that she, she might have come under pretenses that I, as a mature believer, will be like, well, I'm, I wouldn't go to church for that reason. But that doesn't mean that that's any less important. What I'm saying is that if in the growing process, in the growth process, if we don't disciple people to see past that point, Mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is we see the problems that we see in our culture today. Yeah. Where in marriages, if I don't belong and I'm not having any teaching that says that there's going to be friction and there's going to be hardship and there's going to be trial and you're going to have to be able to walk with Jesus through those things, then what happens is we get the consumerist mindset and we say, I no longer belong here. I no longer feel this way. I'm exiting. And you get that You get that everywhere. You mm-hmm. get that in in. If uh, boy, and don't get me started on some of this stuff. But if 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 a man doesn't make me, if a woman is in a relationship with a man, and a man doesn't make her feel a particular way, then she begins to explore other options because the man didn't produce the feeling. Well, there are other options out there. It's consumerist. I'm going to do it even if it isn't good. And then the Christians say, well, we should we should um, love and accept that mindset in that capacity. And listen, I believe firmly in, like we talk, talked about last week, yeah. loving the person, lo- I, uh, that's a good starting point. Come on, I'm gonna accept you as you are into this mm-hmm. place. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. you can take you know take uh, advantage of all the amenities and all the things that we offer here. It's not mm-hmm. much, we're a small church, but we, we've got some things. Have some coffee, have some donuts, have kids ministry, have nursery. How about, I'm, I'm gonna do that because I want Soon to vegetables. serve. vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, soon vegetables. Yeah, maybe meat later on down the road if they're yes. not vegetarians. But what I'm saying is offer all those things to serve that person. But that's why we offer those things. Mm-hmm. But to the person that's mature in Christ, who's had 30 years, I don't mind breastfeeding somebody, a newborn. I just don't right. want to pop. I don't want to want to part the whiskers when I pop the nipple in their mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want, if they're mature, I want them to understand that being conformed to the image of his son means that they're going to have to deal with hardship and they're going to have to serve people. Yeah. That's part of it. That's what I'm saying. It's not alleviation of love for any purpose. It's, I'm telling people they need to put their hand on the plow because the time is getting urgent right now where we desperately need servants. And it's not about musicians. It's not Mm -hmm. about uh, ushers. It's not about pastors. I don't need more pastors. I need servants. The kingdom of God needs servants. They need laborers in the field, working the field and harvesting souls. They need people to love people and to show Jesus. And if they're all about what they feel, then they're going to exit that relationship real quick. And they're going to leave people that are having questions and and wondering yep. who Jesus is and why would they why would Jesus leave me like this? Why mm. would Jesus walk out on this mm-hmm. relationship? Why yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Hopefully I'm explaining it right. Uh, I, I I appreciate even Steve C was saying I still believe that we need to love people and I hundred percent agree with that dude. I think you're spot yeah. on. It doesn't alleviate our responsibility to love. That's if it's not really a congregation or an ecclesia if there is no love. Well we gotta also know that, you know, they're gonna come in with this mentality and it's our our job. To love. To love them and then show them, you know, the reason why we really are the church. Right. We are. Yeah. Yeah. If that mindset, though, exists that it's all about me, then it doesn't really matter who comes through the door Mm -mm. as long as they're coming through the door and paying my bills. Right. Somebody had to show me. And then once I learned that lesson, now it's my job to show someone else. Yep. I'm making disciples. Titus Titus chapter 2. Old women teach your younger women. Mm -hmm. Old men teach your young men. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, great, great, great conversation. I know I'll get a little hot under the collar about this kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're a pastor. Yeah. Okay. You, you pastor. You pastor. <laughs> My buddy. Where's that bleeper now? Where's that? <laughs> Uh, first of all, let me say uh, again how thankful we are for the opportunity to be able to enter into your lives by way of this podcast. And I thank you for listening in. All of the responses that we get during the week, we, we absolutely love to hear from you. And, and uh, we want to thank Crossroads Community Church of Bloomdale, Texas, for sponsoring this podcast and allowing us the opportunity to broadcast you from their podcast studio in Lindale, Texas. And I want you to go check out that Facebook page at C3 Lindale. Um, and listen, if you're going through things or just have some things that you need to talk through, give us a message on Facebook, the PT podcast page. We really want the opportunity to listen and to pray with you. Maybe you're finding yourself struggling and you just need someone to talk to. Every one of us, and I'm, I'm including the youth pastor here, would love to hear from you. And you can reach us or her through our page on the Facebook, the PT podcast. But even more than that, I know that Jesus would love to hear from you. Maybe you've kind of been self-serving it. Maybe you've been doing some things with the wrong motive and the Holy Spirit's convicting you at this point. I want to give you the opportunity to talk to him right where you're at. Just talk to him. There's no formula. Just begin by saying his name, almost like a letter, and start talking to him right where you're at. And the cool thing about God is he already knows your heart. So just let go. Express it all. He already knows it. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Even if you're ticked off, you're like, that that PT pissed me off or whatever. <laughs> then after you get done, I want you to get to a place and I want you to listen. Open a Bible. Start reading it. And I think you may be surprised at what happens in that moment. Just how clear God can be in that moment. So I'm praying for all the listeners every week. But this week, especially I'm talking to you mature believers that have heard this and are being challenged. Please, mm-hmm. uh, please, please message us if you got anything to say about this. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, next week, we're going to be tackling another controversial topic on lying. Ooh. Yeah, Ouch. it's going to be a doozy. Uh, we hope you tune in. We're going to we're going to we're going to ask the question: Is all lying bad? Ooh, are you lying yeah. down? Uh, no <laughs> lying, like falsehoods. Oh, uh, I so don't think that's what he means. Don. Oh, I thought he meant lying down. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously. Nice try. Uh, I like to lie down. I, I, I every night. Me too. I like to lay down. All right, listen. If you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear, please email me at tim at timletch Once again, that's tim at timletch Or you can message us on Facebook um, at the Facebook page at the PT Podcast. That's at the PT podcast. Uh, let me know what you would like to hear us talk about. And we'd like to put some stuff on for next year's podcast. We're already into next year's stuff. We've got some really great subjects that are coming up. Um, and here's a really cool plug in October on the 29th, we're going to attempt a live show and take wow. callers from you guys. We're going to try to get some people um, th- uh, nice. to call in and have conversations with us online. And that could uh, be pretty dangerous. Be that sounds mm. fun. Yeah. Uh, I like that idea. We're going to be talking yeah. about that day. We're going to be talking about angels, demons, ghosts, and the supernatural. Ooh. So um, you guys stay tuned on that. And so Joanna, Joanna will be back with us to, and maybe right. some other podcasts. We're going to talk That's to her today, exciting. see how she feels about it. But I think it's been a great conversation. Thank you. And we hope you yes, join thank us. Thank you for your insight. Yeah. Thank oh, you. thank you guys for having me on. It's yeah, been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We, we might have to invite her back. Yes. Oh, I'm blushing, I'm blushing again. I'm blushing again. All right. Well, good. we hope you guys join us next week on the PT Podcast. But until then, this is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. This is Joanna Boyles. And this is PT signing off. If no one has told you, God loves you and so do I. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on the PT Podcast. Good.